0: your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and today I am here with YouTuber and OnlyFans content creator, Chris Uezar. How you doing today, babe?
1: Hi, I'm doing so good. I'm so happy to be on. And Thank you. Yeah.
0: So, I think I already know the answer to this doing research when I did the interview, but what part of the country are you originally from?
1: Um, so I was born in California, but I currently live in Colorado.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so why did you move to Cal? This Why did you move to California? Was it because of Gabriel and he was in Cal or sorry, Colorado?
1: Uh, no, I actually moved, uh, to Colorado because a fun little story my mom she actually my sophomore year in high school when I was in California she was like oh um we're gonna move to Colorado she wanted to move like then and there but I was like no like let me finish high school and then we can move after and so like not even a month after I graduated she's like, well we're still going to Colorado are you gonna come and me being the outgoing adventurous person I am I was like of course I am like I was kind of over California so then I came and moved with her out here and started my whole adventure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like, I can totally get that as someone who is like lived in the state I'm in now my whole life. I I live in Florida. I just, I literally just want to get out of here. Uh-huh. So like I'm saving up money and I'm hoping like within the next year or two to move to Atlanta just because I'm like so tired of Florida. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I always advise people. I'm like, just, it's like a very scary thing to do. Just get up and leave. But it's like, you know, it could be good or bad, but it's
0: also that, like, at least you tried, you know? Exactly. So, what was it like for you when you came out? Um.
1: So I came out, so I, I kind of always knew I was gay, you know, I feel like everybody knows, like, when you know, you know. So I was always right. feminine, like, I was always, like, when young, when I was younger, I was always running around in hills, like, always hanging out with the girl, my Poor. girl cousins, like, you know, it's all that stuff. Like, sixth grade, I was, a girl for Halloween. So it was just a lot of key factors where it's like, you know, we know. But I didn't officially come out until I entered high school. And it was like my cousins, who I'm really close with, even to this day, they were like, you know, like, it's okay. Like, you can come out. And I was doing social media at the time. So I was like, I don't care about the social media aspect coming out to the world i was my main concern was like i need to tell my mom first before i post about it because i don't want her to find out that way and so she was actually at work at the time and it was summer so i believe i was 14 and i texted her and i was like i came out as bi it's so funny i was like oh like how do you feel about like people who are bisexual clearly i'm not bisexual i was just so scared to like be like hey i'm gay and then she was like we'll talk about it when we get home and then we never talked about it and yeah i mean i've just been out since then
0: well i mean i that's definitely something that like i can relate to because i originally came out as bi and like uh-huh i will say mine your seems a little bit easy as i've told people on this podcast before mine was a little bit more traumatic
1: uh-huh
0: like literally probably the weekend after I came out, I basically had, a, I had like, was talking with this youth minister who automatically well, should not have done that. But I was telling him about like a performance idea and how I practiced it with like a pretend knife. And he literally came in and said, he left the room and then came back in and said, okay, you have one of two options. You can either come with me or I'm gonna call the cops. Oh. So I did not want to deal with the cops. I huh. went with I went with him. He took me to get a psych evaluation. I passed it. He kind of lied about what I said. I got locked up for sixty four hours in a mental institution.
1: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. That's not a good experience. No. No,
0: it's it's definitely not. And it was like the time that he did it was like probably the worst time because my mom had passed away about four months before that and like
1: oh, I'm sorry it to was, hear that
0: thank you it was my sister's first time like being back in town since she had passed and that would have been the first time that like her and my dad were in the same town but I was locked up not able to see her
1: um, yeah that sucks I'm sorry you had to go through that
0: thank you I look at everything. I've gone through a lot of stuff, and I look at all of the bad stuff that's happened. It's honestly made me stronger.
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot of stuff that has happened to me, like when I was younger and stuff, shit, like shaped me into who I am today. But even though I'm 24, I'm still like going through life changes, going through stuff that's like, well,
0: wow. wait, you're 24?
1: Yeah, I'm 24. <laughs>
0: Well, I, actually, I never say my age on this podcast, but I didn't realize you were, like, that much younger than me.
1: Yeah, I think I'm old. I'm like, wow, I think since I've been doing social media for so long, I'm like, wow, I'm a veteran, like.
0: Well, as I, when I tell people, I'm like, I'm turning how many, how many years old? Like, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not, like, some people are, like, proud as they get older. I'm like. I'm like, I, I'm in the gay community, like, yeah, it's... with, like, a bunch of judgmental motherfuckers who all of a sudden think, once you turn 25 years old, you're an old man, like.
1: No, literally, that's how it is, that's why I'm like, oh, I'm getting up there.
0: Which is ridiculous, well, it's ridiculous, I say mainly that's a, um, white gay problem, because, like, yeah. I mostly, like, get down with black guys and they don't. They don't give a shit like <laughs> so what made you want to start doing youtube
1: um well i've always like since i was little i would just i have like home films of me like doing like just funny things like i always just been like a outgoing person whenever there's cameras around and stuff and right. so i just Started just posting on. I don't even remember what it was on, like what I posted on first. I think it probably was like Vine, then Instagram, and then made my way to YouTube.
0: That's. Wow, that's so. But this is like YouTube. I could not understand like the thing of just making YouTube videos like on their own. Uh huh. Like other than my podcast, I'm also a singer, so like I do stuff with like me and drag, like doing music. But like other than that, I could not like some of the shit you have to come up with to like yeah put up there. I would be
1: very creative and very like on on it, like keeping up with trends. And it's it could be a lot stressful and draining, and because you know you're always on your phone, you're always like comparing and. That's why you have yeah. to, like, sometimes, well, for myself, like, I'll sometimes take breaks, or I just, I'm at a point in my life where I don't sit there and compare myself, I don't wish bad upon anyone that's being, like, more successful than me, or, like, accomplishing more than I feel like I should be accomplishing.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could only do what you can, and, like, yeah, that's all you should be, like, expected to do.
1: Yeah, as long as you're authentic and you're doing it for the right reasons, then it'll work out in your favor. That's what so, I've always said.
0: Yeah, totally. So, obviously, as some of your fans probably know, you're, like, big into makeup. When did you start getting involved in, like, doing makeup?
1: Um. Well, when I was younger, like, my cousins would always do, like, makeup on me and stuff. So, I was, like, I always liked getting it done, but I didn't fully, like, get into me doing it until probably like around 2017. That's when I was like, okay, like I started learning and then posting videos and growing as like time went on. Cause now when I look back at those videos, I'm like, what was I thinking wearing that? Like my eyebrows were so dark and just, but that's just like with anything you, the more you do it, the more you elevate and grow. And
0: that's what I've, I've had other people who like are into makeup, like tell me that the reason why I'm wearing sunglasses I'm basically, I'm the drag queen bitch who doesn't know how to do eyes. And I'm like, <laughs> I I know, like, some people say, you just got to practice, you got to practice. I only get into, like, drag makeup to do, like, interviews and do stuff like this. So, uh-huh. I, so like, I don't want to go and go online looking fucking crazy.
1: Yeah, I understand. Because, I mean, I would have a lot of free time, so then that's when
0: I would have with lot myself
1: like, Just keep practicing, just keep practicing. And then, I mean, I'm not saying I'm like the best makeup, someone who could do makeup the best, but I feel like I could put myself together when I need to.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least from what I've seen, you don't do a bad job at all. So, like...
1: Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that.
0: I mean... Yeah, it's all sort of like, you obviously, as you know, go on a journey, like sometimes... You perfected a lot of times you don't i see like i saw somebody one point like posted on twitter like different pictures of them doing eyes i'm like i know i don't know how to do i do my own eyes but like i can tell you like those three are like fucked up that's the one you got right and that's the one you should stick with
1: and it also uh going with like the trends in that era was a lot too, cause like you know, makeup back then versus now so different. Like people were doing it way different. So I feel like it's all the trends are always changing. It's always I feel like now it's more like a natural, more look. Now back then it was like heavy contour, the crazy eyeshadow looks, and yeah, all that stuff. So
0: Con- contouring eyeshadow, something. <laughs> I don't know. I will. S- I will say like one thing that I'm like luckily like blessed enough that I have, is that I have a small nose, so, like, I don't have to, like, contour Uh anything. Which is why I actually had somebody who, like, wanted me to put them in drag at one point. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know how to make your giant nose in your face smaller, so, like, I can't help you. (laughs) Anyway, so... What is it like for you only having sex with one guy in your life, and are you scared to take another dick other than Gabriel's?
1: Um, you just jumped right into it. Um, honestly, I feel like I'm at a point in my life where, and I've said this in a previous vlog I uploaded recently, I mean, I've always been feeling like this, but I'm, like, publicly, like, saying it. But I'm, like, okay with not, like, Like, I'm okay with being celibate and, like, you know, just waiting. Because I feel like my – I experienced – since I experienced love and found my soulmate, like, that's something in my life that I don't need to, like, experience again. I'm okay with, like, seeing, okay, what other purposes I have? What other experiences do I need to unlock now? So that's, like, something that I'm okay with, like, being not, like, you know, looking for a relationship and, like, all that. Well, I
0: mean – sorry So since
1: I – Because he was clearly the first person that like took my virginity and stuff. Um, So that's like all I know, you know, it's not like I haven't had like a lot of experiences where I'm, yeah, like having sex with different men like that. So, yeah, of course, I would like if I start, I would clearly be comparing them. That's why it's like you would have to have like a you have a a high pedestal to reach because, you know, I'm going to be comparing you to what I'm used to.
0: Right. Well, I mean, okay, just another question I thought of with this point. So, with you doing, or with you having done OnlyFans, isn't that, like, part of your incomes? Because, like, I'm just thinking... Yeah,
1: it is. Um, But I see OnlyFans as just, like, a normal job, just like a normal porn star sees it. Like, it's just work. Like, that's, like, you know, I've always said, like, I when me and my... uh, boyfriend would be filming and stuff on there. I would always say like, we have better sets off camera than on camera, just because it's like, you're performing, it's like any other job that you're performing, you have to like put a show on, get the angles, it's, exactly. it's not meant for everybody. It's literally not like we're just having sex, it's giving that illusion, giving that fantasy, making sure the angles are right, like making sure you know what you're doing. And sometimes it could be overwhelming and kind of like a turn off with all the lighting, the cameras, the behind the scenes stuff, so. yeah. I literally see it as work, just like a normal adult entertainer that is doing, like, professional films and stuff.
0: But, okay, this will lead me to the question. So, if that is your job, how are you going to continue making content if you're not, like, collaborating with people? Do you get what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Um. I think currently right now I'm in a state where I'm just – posting like solo content and stuff and maybe down the road when i'm ready to like actually get back into it and do collabs and stuff just as right now i feel like i'm not ready for like all that yet just because i know like since i'm in the public eye they don't they don't they won't see it as how i see it so that's why it's just you know i'm still like processing a lot of stuff and healing myself and getting ready to not necessarily jump right back into it but one day if i do end up doing collapsed on the road and doing all that like you know i'm in a state of mind where i'm like okay i don't care what people have to say because this is work it's not like no emotional feelings you know it's literally work like we're here for one purpose and that's to get it yeah
0: yeah i like i was just saying that because like obviously i know well you see you see it this way you don't know if it's going to happen this way but you see it now as like you're gonna do this eventually, like obviously not planning to, intend to fall in love with somebody. Be- which yeah, actually, no. which actually, honestly, like most of the time, you have sex. It's like, like just with like casual people. Yeah. It's it doesn't usually like or like you doing only It's not gonna really lead to anything, but. I always say, I don't know what, like, your line is, but I feel like I'm someone who could, like, just have sex with somebody, but it's, like, once you start, like, kissing me, it's, like, that's where, like, I feel like emotions start to, like, get involved. Oh,
1: okay. Well, I've never seen it as like that just because since, for the last yeah, 30, well, half years, I was with one person. So yeah, like, like, like you,
0: know. you don't know what that's like, and I could never, like, well, actually... I will say this: the first consensual time I bottomed was with one of my ex-boyfriends, who's actually actually is now a girl. Oh, okay. Like, like that's this. That's one of the craziest stories. Where like she was trans, <laughs> she was like transitioning in my house and like was lying to me was was lying to me about it so like how she left was she i went to work one day i came home her keys were in my apartment door with a note basically saying i need to go be myself i know it's like hard we've been together a year and a half and That's basically what it said, and honestly, I haven't been in like a relationship since then, like to not one that was long term.
1: Oh, okay, so that was your longest relationship you've ever been in. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, okay. Like you said, five years. I'm like, yeah, five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah, I can't. I can't even imagine doing anything for five and a half years. Like,
1: <laughs> I feel like because a lot of people always ask you, like, "Oh, well, how was your sex life? How was it?" You just have to like learn. And know your partner's body and switch it up and be open-minded to trying different things and spicing it up because if you're just doing the it's just like food if you're eating the same food every day you're gonna get tired of it so you're gonna want to add some spice add some new flavors trying it a different way
0: yeah so what was it like putting your relationship on youtube and did it ever cause any conflict at all in your relationship
1: um it never caused really any conflict um just because my boyfriend really never liked doing social media himself like he'd come out on my videos and stuff at first he was shy and all that but like posting on instagram or posting on his own channel he was always like oh like that's your thing i really don't care so whenever he would it's because i would tell him like come on like post like be active on social media but he never really cared for it he would always be like if i wanted to i would delete it all today and just have you do you and but yeah. since I did share my relationship uh, publicly for so long, um, at first, yeah, I would get a little jealous of like certain comments and stuff. But I grew and learned that it's like me, it was like, okay, like my boyfriend's clearly very attractive. So a lot of people are like, oh, like he's very attractive. What is he doing with you? Or, oh, he's just, you know, those comments that I feel like a normal person in a relationship would get jealous or feel insecure about. But I took it and taught myself to be like, okay, well, all these people want him, and I'm the only one who could have him. So it's kind of like a turn on in a way for me. If that makes sense. It's like yeah. everyone wants you, but you're mine. So I'm like, okay. So I wouldn't care about those comments. It'd be like, okay, yeah. Like I, it, I was to a point where it's like, if they're not commenting how attractive my man is, then I'm gonna be like, wait, wait, wait.
0: Yeah, I mean that's. Wow, I mean, like, obviously you. F- you feel that way, and it's like probably. I would say in the beginning why like people probably said that was because you were a little bit heavier than you are now yeah it's like
1: yeah i was i would get so much like oh gabriel's a chub chaser and i would literally be there like this was before like and when i would like care about what people said and i'm yeah. like am i like what are you like am i chubby and he would always just be there like don't even read the comments like you know when you're on a camera it kind of adds a little more weight and all that but yeah i feel like my weight would fluctuate like i but that's how i've always been even growing up like i would be chubby then skinny then chubby like i have yeah fluctuation for some reason but yeah right now i'm like in my skinny era i guess but that's just like (laughs) i'm going through it that's why but
0: and it's like it's also the fact of i know this like, being with Hispanic men, probably, like, Hispanic and black men are the ones I'm with the most. Not all of them, but a lot of them want an ass on somebody. So, like, yeah, the bigger your ass is, the better it is for you. Like,
1: Yeah. And with my boyfriend, he loved to eat. So, like, I was always cooking for him literally three meals a day. And with him, he could eat so much and, like, not gain any weight. And with me, like, I was clearly eating with him and my weight would just be... Gaining, you know. So I'd be like, no, like I can't just eat anything, like you can.
0: Well, believe me, I know, I know your, I know your, your struggle, girl. I literally <laughs> dropped probably like starting like towards the end of last year, I dropped forty pounds, and then like I had like three bad days in a row, and I put on like ten in my face, and it's like, it's like one of those. It's like, come on, seriously. Yeah,
1: but I got to a point, too, where, like, uh, yeah, like, people do care about that. And, like, you know, clearly you want to look good and feel good. But at the end of the day, like, when we all cross over, we're just bone at the end of the day. Like, none of that's going to matter. Like, once you're in that casket, like, none of it's going to matter. Literally. I feel like I just look at a life so different now. Like, within the last past four and a half months, I'm just, like, a completely different person.
0: Well, I mean, you would, because I'm like, I know which video you're talking about, and I remember you saying, like, he was the love of your life, and you, like, imagine, well, at five years, I could imagine, like, you not ever seeing it ending, like, yeah. if it, if it had been, like, a year, two years, you maybe could have seen, mm-hmm. like, moving on with somebody else, but it's like basically at five years in a way you probably think of it it's like you're pretty much like married
1: yeah like this is somebody i'm gonna spend the rest of my life with which we would always talk about like we had so many plans and goals and aspirations but i'm at a point in life where i'm going to continue to push myself to reach those goals and do everything we still had planned together and you know still continue to do basically everything that we wanted to do like in the long run and in our future just because you know in a way that are like make me feel a little better and a little comforting knowing that like okay i was able to still move forward and accomplish this and yeah do what we been had planned like because this year we had a lot planned and it's like within months that changed so i'm like okay let me get in a good headspace where i can do those things like you know in his honor and with him still being like you know in my heart and all that
0: totally so did you ever feel that some of your fans fell in love with the idealized version of your relationship and wouldn't be as big of fans if they knew the whole truth
1: um well, I always
0: would show, I was never somebody to just
1: make, like, show the good, show the, because, like, I'm sure you've seen plenty of our pranks, like, I would put, like, you know, like yeah. whenever we'd be mad and stuff, so I would always show the good, the bad, just like a normal relationship, I would never sugarcoat it. So I feel like I know I did inspire a lot of people and give a lot of people, especially in the gay community, hope, like, oh, there is true love, like, there is, because I know, like, a lot of bottoms, like myself want like a very masculine man like a straight acting man having that role where it's like you know you're the dominant i'm the submissive and since i showed that to the world a lot of people were like wow like that you giving me hope that i can find a man like that and all that so in that aspect yeah i feel it like that but there's not stuff that was not like oh if this was out there this would be you know i don't there's not i don't think there would be
0: although i will say like Looking back on one of your videos, like, I will say this, and I don't mean to be, well, I'm going to be shady, but I'm, like, I'm being <laughs> honest. It's like, when you said, like, a lot of people were surprised that I'm not the top. When I heard that, I was thinking, bitch, who? Like, <laughs> like, are you serious?
1: <laughs> You'd be surprised, though. Like, I get some tips, I'm like, Me?
0: Like but, um, I, yeah.
1: I guess I'm considered a verse, but yeah, I'm like verse bottom.
0: Well, I mean, even so, how tall were you in like proportion to Gabriel?
1: Um, he was like a few inches taller than me. He was like five ten, and I was I'm five nine. But I would always wear like bigger shoes than him, so sometimes I would be like that extra taller. But like when we were just like barefoot to barefoot and that's something he would always say because I would always joke around with him like I'm taller and he'd be like take your shoes off like let's measure each other right now and he'd be like see see it was always just something that he was like no I'm taller but yeah it was like a few inches
0: like I'm just saying that because like going back to the relationship I talked to you about there was a point where like we were out at a bar at one point I was performing that night and like everyone would like they're, like, these, like, drunk assholes who, like, saw us together, and he's, like, they saw my boyfriend, and he's, like, there's no way he's the top, because he was 5'9", and I'm 6'3", so it's, like, uh-huh. a lot of well, people that... wouldn't, wouldn't expect that, but it's, like, just because I'm taller doesn't mean, like, I'm yeah, obviously the top.
1: Yeah, I feel like what goes behind in closed doors like that shouldn't even be people's business. But I know there's, I know like very, like people who do social media that are very feminine in their talks. And that's just, you know, it's like you like what you like, you are what you are. It's not like a spectrum that you have to have. You know, everyone has their type, everyone likes what they like.
0: Yeah, and it's like, especially for me, it's like I don't care if somebody's taller than me, I don't care if somebody's shorter than me. Being so tall, I had to get used to the fact that, like, nine times out of ten, I'm going to be with somebody, they're not going to be taller than me. They're just, because, huh. like, just based on how statistics are, like, statistically, I think the average height for a guy is maybe 5'9", five, 5'10", five, so it's like...
1: Yeah, I feel like depending where you're at, because I know, like, in Colorado, the average height out here is, like, 5'7", five, 5'6", five, and i am be like, ooh, but really? in California, yeah, they're all tall. Yeah, in Colorado, there's a lot of short people. But, I mean, I don't discriminate. We love short kings over here, but.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that's like what people like you being like. I'm pretty sure like, well, I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't agree with this. Like, would you only be with like a masculine top or would like the idea of somebody who's a little bit feminine like turn you off in a way?
1: Um, I honestly don't know, because I haven't been in a situation like that, but yeah, it just depends, I guess. I don't know. I would have to be in that situation and predicament to know, like, okay, no, like, I'm not turned on or, oh, no. Because, like, usually with my feminine friends, I don't see them in that way. Like, you know, I'm just like, oh, like, sister, like, you know, you're like my gay sister.
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so... Okay, I'm going to rephrase this question. What made you two want to start doing OnlyFans? So since we were doing,
1: well, since I was doing YouTube and then putting my life out there, like my relationship and all that, um, I would always get comments like, oh, you should do OnlyFans, you should start OnlyFans, like you guys are hot, you should do OnlyFans. So at the time, it, OnlyFans was not big at all, like it was not even like a thing to do. So I was like, what is that? Let me like finally look in to see what that is, because like everybody keeps asking. So then I looked into it, did my research, and I made my account in 2018, no, 20, the end of like 20... 17 beginning 2018 and yeah. i would not promote it it was just like whoever would ask for it or say i should i would just dm them like oh here it is like i have it and then once i like started promoting it that's when it just yeah blew up from there it was like okay like i don't care what people say like you know because at the time it wasn't how it is now like everybody does only fans it's like if you don't you're like looked at like huh you don't do only fans but at that time it was like oh that's like prostitution and i never saw it as that because clearly it was just me and my boyfriend posting on their yeah. like, solo content of me but my boyfriend was taking it of me it wasn't like i was with different men or like meeting up and doing like all that i have nothing against any of like any of that yeah. but it's just i wasn't doing that so i didn't see it as bad because i know a lot of people see it as like prostitution when i'm like um people are just paying to see me and my lover make love like who wouldn't want to get a check off of that? yeah
0: and it's also, like, in some ways, that, like, mentality that you're talking about, to me, like, it drives me crazy when people think like that. Because it's like, it's like, this has been around for years. It's not like people fucking on camera is a new concept. Like, yeah. and It's been
1: around for years. I just feel like now, yeah. within a few years, it's just more normalized because a lot more people do it, you know?
0: Well, I'm not even talking about OnlyFans. I'm talking about, like, porn in general. Like... Yeah. So, the thing of, like, oh, I wouldn't date somebody if they did OnlyFans. It's like, first of all, if you're, like, thinking like that, chances are they don't fucking want you anyway.
1: Yeah, they're not even gonna show you that attention you think you're gonna get, like...
0: Yeah. And second of all, it's like, listen... Sometimes it has to be a side hustle because as anyone who lives in the United States knows you don't get for a lot of jobs You don't get paid shit in this country.
1: Yeah, you have to get a few little side hustles on the side to make it by so I hear you on that one.
0: (laughs) Yeah Oh was there ever a to- any time that you felt obligated to make a video for OnlyFans, like even though you weren't horny or like in the mood?
1: Um, Yeah, but only like for request videos because I would get a lot of like request videos and I'm like, okay, I need to stop slacking. It's been like a day or two days because usually when I get a request video, um, I try to do it right away and stuff, but there'd be times like, yeah. I'd just be like, uh, uh, like, you know, but that I feel like what happened mainly like in 2019 where I was just like okay like I'm busy like you know but from there I had to tell myself like you know this is my craft this is like you know any business and I would always uh see it as like myself like if I'm ordering something like from Amazon for instance you know you want it fast you want it like if I just would always see that if I was a customer how would I want it done and then once I got into that mentality and mindset it was like from there it was like okay like you know
0: yeah And I mean, like, I asked that question probably mainly for the people who are going to view this. Because I feel like I've done enough, like, research on stuff and, like, interviewed enough people who were interviewed, people who have done this to know, like, obviously, you're not going to be in the mood to do everything every time. But sometimes you're just going to have to deal with the fact that, like, a person requests you to do this, and you got to, like, suck it up and deal with it.
1: Yeah, that's what falls back into what I was saying earlier, how it's literally yeah. a job. Like, it's work. I That's why once you get into that mentality, like, oh, it's work, it's like, you know, it's a job. I have to yeah. work now, so.
0: That's why, like, even, like, probably people think this more about porn stars than, like, I don't know if they'd think this, not only if cans content creators, they're like, it must be fun to have sex all the time and, like,
1: mm-hmm. get
0: paid for it. It must be, like, such a joyous thing. But it's, like, even if you're, like, the most, like, sexually open person ever, like, you're someone who's, like, crazy horny like me, where it's, like, I, if, if it were up to me and, like, I had the option to have a man, like, fucking me every day, I would... But it's like, uh-huh. even 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 like in that mentality, you just know that at some point, that sounds like great in a fantasy, but like probably once you yeah. get the reality, it's not going to be that way.
1: So. No, yeah, totally. Because I mean, every day is different, you know, like you could be really tired, you could be like, because we're all human. So, but like yeah. you said, you explained it really well, like in the fantasy world, like you see it as that, but like when you're actually doing it, you're like, oh, okay, maybe not today, maybe not tonight. Just, like, any relationship, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. So, when you lost 30 pounds in a month, was there any sense of loss from Gabriel when that happened?
1: Um, no. It was just in yeah. the sense where, like, I was not, like, eating and stuff just because, like, I was really depressed. Which I still am, but, like, yeah. now I, like, do things that make me get an appetite. So, like, for instance, I love going to the gym because after the gym, I'm, like, really hungry and stuff. But, like, if I won't go to the gym, like, when I had surgery on my arm, um, I had to take yeah. away from the gym and I had no appetite. I was, like, falling into deep depression. And so I just try to, like, do things that are making me get an appetite. And I'm, like, taking advantage since I did lose a lot of weight. I'm like, okay, let me eat, like, healthy. Let me, like, you know, yeah try to maintain how I look. Even though a lot I, of people, I always see comments, sorry to cut you off, I always see yeah. comments that it's like, oh, you look sure. so unhealthy, you look so, like, but it's like, you know, you can't put a standard or, like, a perspective on somebody who's, you know, going through what I'm going through or just grieving in general.
0: Well, I mean, like, as someone who drops like, as I said before, like, dropped 40 pounds in, like, a short amount of time, for me, like, you, it sounds like it was more, like, emotional. Me, it was, like, physical. So, I have, they're not as bad now, but I have bone spurs in both the heels of both my feet. So, like, when people say, like, how did you, like, lose the weight? I told them, I'm like, if I wasn't at work, I was in bed icing my feet. That's how it was for for easily like five six months because like i didn't have health insurance so i couldn't go to the doctor and like Uh when you're in pain you don't want to get up and do anything
1: yeah and especially if you don't have like somebody there for you that's like gonna be like taking care of you or gonna be like motivating you like come on come on come on that can easily happen
0: so like as some people say like most of the time when people think like oh you probably just gained a bunch of weight it's like no of course you're gonna do the opposite where it's like as I tell people it's like do I need the fucking chips right now no I'm gonna fucking stay in bed like
1: <laughs> I feel like I would rather not get up and deal with this pain like the chips could, yeah. are always gonna be there
0: yeah so... oh okay so, how traumatic was it for you to get stabbed? Do you still have visions of it, like, from time um, to time?
1: I don't have, like, visions of it, but it's just something that, like, I have gotten better, like, you know, about, like, thinking about it and stuff. Because clearly I have a scar that I see every day when I shower or take my shirt off. But I feel like now I've gotten, like, you know, better with dealing and handling with it. I know before it would be like, you know, you always have that. Even I still now, like, you always are, like, having that looking over your shoulder feeling and stuff. But before it was really bad. Like, I just wanted to isolate myself, not even go outside to check the mail. Like, I was just a little traumatized. But then I, like, had my boyfriend there to, like, be there for me and stuff. So then, like, we grew from that together.
0: Yeah, and it's like, you think about that, like the the thing that like i heard when i like heard all of that you my first thought was it's like wait a minute Th- this is happening to them and they're in colorado which is yeah. a more like liberal state it's like yeah it's like you wouldn't expect that you would expect that if you were like living in texas
1: Yeah, no, literally. That's why a lot of people, too, like, when it did happen, they were just, like, really shocked because of, like, what Colorado has been through and, like, all the projects and stuff, campaigns that they have from previous hate crimes and all
0: that. Yeah. So, you started a podcast in 2021 and ended it early last year. What made you want to start doing a podcast and why did you eventually end it?
1: So what made me want to start was honestly COVID. I was like, okay, like um, like more a lot of stuff was closed. So I was like, you know what? Let me get on a podcast. And uh, I always liked watching podcasts. I thought it was always interesting and stuff. And so that's why I was like, you know what? Let me jump in. And I would have guests, but like my friends, people that I actually knew and stuff. Just so it's like yeah. more genuine, more all that. And I do want to like start it up again. It's just, you know, I like... Got more busy with things. things started opening, so then I'm like, okay, focusing on other content because you can only focus yeah. on so much. And I feel like I'm a content creator that I need to focus on everything at once. But like, I'll give a lot of my dedication to like YouTube, for instance, or OnlyFans, and then yeah. one gets less than more. But yeah, that that is something I try to tell myself a lot. Like, I need to start it back up. I need to, like, you know, but eventually oh. it'll make its comeback.
0: Well, I mean. I will say like as someone who did this like I've done this podcast honestly probably about I had to take some time off but probably like a total a year but I only started like interviewing people probably at the beginning of or no like the end of January so it's like because, so, basically, this is the stage I, the, the pod, my podcast went in. It's, like, the start of it was, like, me telling my story. I lived in Orlando for four years and had to move back to, like, the small town that I grew... The small, like, s- suburb that I grew up in. It was kind of, like, mm-hmm. my story with that. And then, like, towards, like, when I started doing it at the end of last year is more, like, my opinions on stuff. And then... Finally, I just got to one day where I'm like, I'm so sick of like telling the stories that I've already told. Okay. I want to start like I just want to start like getting to know people.
1: Uh huh. And that's and I why because like i watched a few of your uh, podcasts and you're really good. Yeah. Like this, you're definitely made for this.
0: Thank you. I will say like if you get it back up, good luck getting guest girl. That's. <laughs> <laughs> well actually
1: that, why do you think i would do my friends because they would always be like i'm down i'm down and i was like okay and we were had like genuine stories and stuff to tell well so it was like natural but i don't i don't know if i could be like a interviewer in a way like asking questions doing my own research and maybe but to me that's just like a lot of time consuming it, i would just have to yeah. be really dedicated to being like okay this is what i want to do but if i do that then it's going to be like only fans youtube tiktok instagram all that is going to get less attention
0: i mean i will say this you you probably are at one advantage that i'm not at at the current time which is simply the fact that you have such a big following that like when you're hitting people up you have followers Uh uh-huh like because of the fact that like i'm still like so small and like trying to make this grow like if somebody's at a cap of like fifteen thousand followers like anything above that i can't i don't have access to Uh
1: uh-huh well i don't well i guess a lot of people would see that see it at that but i don't ever see it like that because i'm just like you know everyone has a start i started with zero followers and grew so that's why i always like if i like someone's content and they're genuine like i'll follow them i'll like you know reach out to them like, hey, you know, I'm not somebody that's like, oh, you need to have a certain following or be on my level to, and I could be social media friends with you. No, I'm not like that.
0: No, and I mean, that's how it is. I unfortunately, like, I have the following that I have, and I have someone who's, like, smaller than me who wants to, like, get in and, like, do an interview and, I unfortunately like I know it's bad but I keep on having to like push them back cuz like I'm at the point now where like I'm just starting and I want more of like people who already have followings because yeah
1: cuz you want to like I, get more engagement and get yeah. okay, I understand that aspect.
0: It's just you you feel I will say this maybe this is cuz I have like a heart and I'm not like a vicious person like mm-hmm. I feel bad like saying I have to push you back to this but it's like obviously I have you to like grow get, your, yeah, yeah you want
1: to grow your presence and your following too so that's I understand that in that aspect as well so
0: and it's like don't the only, be
1: too hard on yourself
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'm not trying to be like too hard on myself the the other crazy thing is and you will know this from how I talk to you it's like if you were to do something like this Look at everything very carefully when it comes to timing, people, because, like, I literally, as I told you, I fucked up and told you a time where I was in the wrong time zone. So, it's like...
1: Yeah, but I fucked yeah. up too, <laughs> I should have, like, literally looked it up. I was just like, okay, like, you know, I've seen the time zone, so like, forget yeah, that time, not knowing, like, we were a two-hour difference, you know?
0: Yeah, and it's... It's hard. The hardest one I'm trying to, like, work with somebody now is, like, I'm trying to get somebody in Manchester. So, it's, like, having to go international, it's, like, I got to think, okay, so, like, that's, like, a five-hour time difference. So, it's, like...
1: Somebody got to sacrifice their sleep.
0: (laughs) Well, exactly. And, like, why I try and, like, make this day Tuesday for, like, people in L.A., Is because, like, Mm -hmm. as much as people in LA want exposure, it's hard for you as a person to tell someone, okay, I need you to get up at 6.30 a.m. your time and be, like, peppy and energetic to, like, do an interview. (laughs) Anyway, so...
1: No, yeah, I totally understand that, too. Yeah. Because that's, like, you know... I guess some people could do it because they have, like, a, a switch they could turn on and off. But, like, you know, when you're genuine and stuff, you know, you're going to go with, like, how you're feeling, you know? I don't know. That's well, just how I it... am. If I'm, like, in a rude mood or whatever, I'm gonna, you're going to be able to tell. But if I'm in a good mood, like how I am today, because I was, like, yeah. all day, like, oh, I going to be on my first podcast, like, first Twitch stream. So Yeah.
0: Which it's... It's a good thing. I like when people are excited to do this, and like I can tell somebody's excited to do it based on their response. Like, if I have somebody who like I ask them and the response is sure, it's like, well, maybe are we gonna like vibe? Are we gonna like yeah. gel? Because it, and it, and for me that especially like determines on how long. The podcast is gonna be like i've had ones that are like a half an hour i've had ones that are two hours it just depends on like if i'm feeling the person actually might i've only done like one two hour podcast and i'm having that person back on in probably like three or four weeks nice. and i'm excited because like if you're able to talk like that i'm basically gonna tell the person like like this is what time we're starting i'm not gonna say there's an end time because you like to talk a lot so like so it's like we'll end whenever i feel like going to bed like (laughs) oh okay so why do you think so many people categorize only fans creators as porn stars because i know you said i believe in the first episode of your podcast you kind of went on like a little rant about that
1: um i feel like they categorize it as that just because it's like sex anything that you're doing like sexual they're like oh porn star prostitute i don't know why prostitute and porn star get even categorize because that's literally two different things. I mean, I'm not coming for anybody who does that. Uh, we yeah. support sex workers all around, but
0: exactly. I don't know why,
1: why they do that. It's mainly like I feel like for themselves to make themselves feel better. I don't know, but once you like do professional porn, then I feel like you can categorize yourself as you know a uh, porn star.
0: Yeah, and it's like, first of all, to that point. If you're like going out to a gay bar and you see a go go dancer, not all of them, but like a lot of them are either on OnlyFans or do professional porn because obviously, as I've discussed with people, professional porn, especially nowadays, pays like nothing.
1: Yeah, nothing. I've only done one professional film. Um, and no, it, I was like, I could make this in like a few hours. Like for real, this is what you got. I honestly did it just for the exposure and the promo, but yeah, yeah. it was not, it's not worth it. It's that's why just... a lot of, uh, adult entertainers, sorry, I keep cutting you off.
0: No, no, no you're Do not...
1: OnlyFans on the side. Like a lot of them do only They'll like get my OnlyFans and they'll just continue to do that. I like professional porn. I feel like to promote themselves because then they're like, Oh, well, my OnlyFans
0: exactly like as i had this discussion you said it like i had a discussion with somebody before it's like if you're making theoretically not more than what a teacher makes per year you're gonna have to like do something else that's why like when people i know there are some people out there who like think oh I'm just gonna quit my nine to five job and only do OnlyFans it's like (laughs) especially especially now like as you said it's a very saturated market so you have to be like the hottest person or have the most distinct thing that you're willing to do to even get anyone to pay attention
1: Mm -hmm. or just know your audience and know how to you know work with it but i always say too like every month is different being a content creator like doing all the things i do like i could have a good month i could have a slow month like every month is different so that's why since i've been doing it for so long like just content creating i know when my good months are i know when like to start promoting certain things or to start like you know being more active on certain things like oh this is going to be my good month like you know let me do what i gotta do
0: well okay to that point i didn't write this down but i just thought of that question Do you think you could, like, ever get to a point where you're realizing you're not making enough money that month and consider, like, going back to doing, like, a 9-to-5 and doing, like, YouTube on the side? Or do you think that you just have to somehow make YouTube work?
1: Um well i don't know why i'm just the type of person like i cannot do a nine to five like i was meant to be an entrepreneur and i've always been a hustler maybe that's why yeah. i like know like okay like as long as i'm hustling putting the work in then boom like bills are paid rent paid okay but i've thought about like after my boyfriend passed um going in maybe like getting nine to five taking a break and stuff but i'm just like i know how that is feeling and it's just like no and then getting those checks i'm like i know what i could make if i actually put my mind to it and stuff So that's like a big thing where I'm like, no, like I'm good. I'll rather make my own schedule, be my own boss, and just do what I have to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, well, I will say this. I totally get that because I'm doing a nine to well, I'm doing a nine to five, which I'm in. I'm in like the training process of my job because I just am starting, and now it's like nine to five thirty, but it's like. they could basically split you up and do a shift of, like, 7 to 3.30, which is the one I hope to get, or, like, 2 to 11.30, and I'm thinking, fuck, if I gotta work at night, like, that's, that's not about it, because, like, I'm, I am an early riser, but, like, because you talked about how, like, working out is important to you, like, working out is important to me, too, so, like, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like, this morning I was up at 4 o'clock, so, like, I went out like, like power walking in the park. Like, then came home, got in the shower, ate breakfast, and everything. So it's like to have to like retrain my body to like go to sleep yeah. and like, it's just it's, would be a pain in the ass. Like,
1: yeah, it would be especially if you're used to a certain you know schedule. Like, it would it's gonna take time to get your body. Yeah. I mean, you can do it, but it just you're gonna be having those mood swings, having it like uh, exactly.
0: And, like, even with the 9-to-5 thing, it's like, if I can start making money doing this, pff, bye. <laughs> I'd and I rather... have
1: nothing against people who work 9-to-5. Like, yeah. so those be the majority of people that pay my bills. Like, I have nothing against that. I just have always been somebody, like, when I would work 9-to-5 in the past, I would last a week. I would last a paycheck. And I'm just, I'm, like, out of there. I'm just like, this is not for me. Like, I was just meant to be a hustler. Like, somebody who... It's yeah, to make it make ends meet at the end of the day
0: i mean like but you probably in terms of like having a job like till you knew youtube was gonna work obviously you knew you had to work those jobs to like yeah provide like shit when i was before i started this job i was door dashing because like As I was saying before with, like, me having foot problems, I had to leave my last job at the end of December. So, it was, like, all of a sudden we're getting into March. I had to start, like, making money. So, I was doing door dashing. And I was, like, I'm, like, this this seems like a great idea for something you do maybe twice a week. For me having to do it five, six days a week, this is not, like, conducive to making money.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like with that, because that's like a, that people who do DoorDash, that's like a hustle, you know, You're, it's the yeah. same concept as one day you could make good money, the next it could be slow, it's
0: just all about, like, you know,
1: getting out there, I guess, and just hustling and working. And...
0: and for me, it was also, like, because of the fact that I'm, like, in a mid-sized suburb, I would have to, like, either travel south or west to, like, or even possibly north to, like, make money, because there are, like, some parts of Florida that are, like, really, really busy, and then, like, there's parts that like, I'm in, which is basically, like, a retirement community.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big key factor when yeah. doing a job like that. You gotta know where to go.
0: <laughs> exactly. So... Would you ever consider moving out of Colorado? And if so, where would you want to move?
1: Um, I was literally just having this discussion with my mom earlier. Um, I honestly do want to move out of Colorado. I think the number one would be California, just because me and my boyfriend have always talked about moving to California. And like the reason why we would always stay in Colorado was because of him, because all his family's from out here and all majority yeah. of my family is in california so i'd always be like you know like let's move out there it'll be good for my career and like you know we love traveling because we would always travel to color uh, california so now i really want to do it just because like you know i want to as i was saying earlier like continue to do those things me and him talked about and like make him proud do it in his honor i was going through a phase two where i was like fuck it, like let me just pack myself and go to miami but i feel like i would do better off in california just because i would be closer to like my nieces my nephews my grandparents
0: well yeah I mean I get that if you were to move to Florida I would say literally Miami would be the only place you yeah. would want to live and even though like Miami's crazy expensive it's like that's where everything is cause like mm-hmm. even as I always say like I did Orlando and like one of the reasons I'm glad I left is because Orlando now is not the Orlando that I left Oh okay. Cause like, probably for me, like the bar that I used to perform at is like no longer even open, and had to sh- it shut down during COVID because they just couldn't make any money. It was like a bar that was like a bar in a hotel, and had like three separate bars, like a mo- like a theater, like all this is like one of the like top places for international travelers to come in the state of Florida. And uh-huh. it's like once once COVID hit they just couldn't make any money, so they had to like shut down.
1: Yeah, COVID like ended a lot of businesses and COVID's just crazy. I got a bomb to pick with COVID. I'm sure a lot of people do, but <laughs> just thankfully like stuff is getting back to normal. Even though it's been years, but I know like yeah. in like since I'm going to like my doctor's appointments barely this month they're like, Oh, we're not requiring masks no more. And you would think since it's been so many years and half of the population is vaccinated, but, you know.
0: Well, but it's also the fact that, like, it's not gone. Because, like, everyone was prepared. Like, I, I caught COVID last year. And, like, it was just a freak thing, as I always say, in terms of people talking about, like, quarantining and doing all of that. I didn't have that luxury, so, like, once I caught COVID, that was the only time I got to take time off Uh and, like, stay in quarantine and stay home. And it was, like, literally for five days, because I was supposed to have, like, seven. My doctor said seven. They're like, nope, we need you back, like, as soon as possible, so we don't give a shit what your doctor's note says. You're coming back this day.
1: (sighs) They're like, just put a mask on, you'll be fine. Yeah, a lot of employers don't really, like, from my friends and family that do catch it and stuff are like they don't even their employers don't care like they're just like you're replaceable and that's what sucks too you know
0: yeah So, oh did i ask everything yeah i did okay no i got one more question so obviously you're in colorado and the reason I'm asking you this is because you're in Colorado did you ever go to Club Q and what went through your head when you heard about the news of the shooting
1: um that was that happened last year correct like just a few months ago yeah um I've never been there Uh, I've only been to Colorado Springs a few times um but no I never been to that and t- in particular club and since I was like grieving and really going through it like I was not really on social media I did see it like a few weeks after it happened but I was just yeah. like let me not it was really like heartbreaking inside to see but I was like you know what like let me not look into it read look at pictures because then I would just I was already in a state of mind where I was sad and everything would make me cry so it was, like you know sent my condolences said a prayer and then just went about my day
0: yeah I mean I can totally get that. Like, as someone who lived in Orlando, I didn't live – I didn't ever go to Pulse, but, like, at the time Mm -hmm. that, like, the Pulse nightclub shooting happened, it was like – so there was – this is the best way to describe my time in Orlando. So I lived there a year, and then I went away for about, like, three or four months, and – then moved back and lived there for like three years. And like when the pulse nightclub shooting, happened to be a time when I wasn't in Orlando. I was luck. I actually wasn't even in the state when it happened. I was in Atlanta. Like, so I had so many people messaging me like, are you all right? Did you hear about this? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. But like, I think the week before I had gone out to, uh, nightclub in Atlanta, and then, like, that week I was there, I was going to plan on going out, but I just thought, like, well, shit, maybe I shouldn't go out, because you're never going to know.
1: Yeah, you really never know. It's so crazy. That's why I really haven't been out in a while. Just because people are crazy, and it's like, well... Even, like, when my boyfriend was alive, like, we would really just be more homebodies, like, invite our friends over, not really, like, go out and about, just because... Like you said, people—you don't know nowadays. Nowadays, people have access to just getting things that they shouldn't be able to have access to. So then, it exactly, just ruins it for everybody else.
0: I will say, like, I I miss it, but that's probably because like, I know that I have to like drive to to get it, oh, okay. and that's and that's honestly why like. As you said, I remember you like talking in the the video. So, do you still live like five minutes from a gay club, or have you moved like since then?
1: Yeah, that's when I was when we got attacked. We literally lived in downtown, um, and then we moved from there. And then yeah, now I live like well, the town I live in now there is like a little downtown with clubs and stuff, but from like the actual Denver city, I live like about thirty-five minutes away. Like a yeah,
0: yeah, and like having to like commute, see, that's the thing, like, I don't know if you feel this way, but it's, like, having to commute and then, like, worry about exactly what, how much you're drinking, how much, yeah, and then having to, like, know that you're gonna have to drive back so you can't drink too much, it's just, it's not as fun as, like...
1: Yeah, that's why I always say, like, have a designated driver, somebody who's not gonna be drinking, and that could just be looking out for everybody,
0: Well... Yeah, that's nice. That's nice when you get to go with somebody. I've been to gay bars plenty of times by myself mm-hmm. just because, like, I had to perform and, like...
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's different because you're working, yeah. you know, you're
0: performing, you're,
1: like, you yeah. know... And I could see it as in your perspective. You're, like, okay, let me get a few drinks in so I'm, more like, get more loosened up and then
0: I go actually, around and talk to people. I actually don't... Yeah, I actually don't drink much when I perform. I don't drink much, oh, okay. period. Uh-huh. Like, there's, there's some people... Who like? I have to get my three shots in, and it's like, it's like if you have to get drunk to perform, maybe you shouldn't be performing. <laughs> yeah. That's just at least how I view it. Uh-huh. But yeah, like I'm trying to think. The last drink I had was maybe three months ago, maybe four months ago. I don't even know because it's like. That's not part of my, like, well, I would say definitely not part of my daily thing. I feel like if you're daily drinking, yeah, you're, you, have a, you have a different problem that you need yeah. to, like, get to the root of. But even, and it also depends on, like, where you're going in terms of, like, drinks being cheap. Because I don't know what yeah. it's like in... Denver I know there are like places in like West Palm Beach and stuff like that where drinks are cheap but if you go to like LA drinks are like crazy expensive
1: yeah I know in Denver it could range from where you're at I think it's like 7 to like 13 dollars
0: well it just
1: ranges where you're at but
0: well 7 isn't bad. 13 seems like yeah that's why you got a pregame before you go
1: that's when I would, like, oh, when I first turned 21 and I was was out and about, like, you know, everyone would be like, oh, like, it's free game. Like, you have those times where you're like, let me just get, like, one or two drinks. So I'm already, like, feeling it where I don't need to go to the club and just spend hundreds of dollars on drinks. And then it's like, no.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, and I say, like, the great thing about being a performer at bars sometimes is that you don't have to buy the drinks. They're... Yeah. Although that that is also a bad thing that can happen to you, like when yeah, you have cause... people like that did that did happen to me once. Like, I had a cop like basically like pull me over and like give me a warning and all that. I was surprised I made it home like because I'd had, like a lot of alcohol that night and like. Uh
1: huh. See, I've had a like when we me and my boyfriend lived close to the bars and stuff we would like over there and uh yeah we would always i would always tell him clearly like i did social media so i would always get recognized and people would always be like here's the drink here's a drink." even before i was 21 so like my boyfriend would always get really drunk because i'm like oh i'm not 21 but you could buy him a drink but i would there would be nights where i would we'd be getting ready to go out and i would like tell him like we're not gonna spend one dollar watching it. we're gonna get drunk and that in particular night i lost my phone like it was just all bad but it was a fun night but it was just like wow. But those like times, we would always like take Lyft, yeah. take Uber. We were never like you know driving.
0: I would say just because we
1: had the convenience of living so close, you know. But if it was like a far destination, I probably would have been like, let's just stay home because I'm not. A guy yeah. Who.
0: So lost your phone at a bar?
1: No, I lost I'm... it
0: like in yeah. downtown. We were like on scooters and stuff. We oh, okay. had
1: met like some supporters. We went back to like their high rise. And then the next morning I woke up and I was like, where's my phone? And then uh, I was like trying to find my iPhone in And yeah. it was like, went from downtown to like two towns over. So I was like, I'm sure like a homeless person got it. And then once we got to the park where it was supposed to be at, they like, they shut it off. And so it was just nothing but homeless people. So I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and ask every homeless person because majority of the time they're going to be like, oh, no, no, no. So I was just like, whatever, I'll just get a new one. Like, I should have learned not to get that drunk.
0: Yeah, because I've never had that happen I've actually had my phone Stolen once At a bar Like, it was just It was at a time Like, when I was starting out Like, I wanted to record performances But I didn't know anybody, didn't know people that much So, like, I, like, Mm -hmm. set my phone up Like, propped it up Somewhere, like, Mm -hmm. had it And then, like, after I was done performing, I looked and my phone was gone So, like
1: How rude, people are so rude
0: Oh, like, about people being rude? Like, let me tell you, going back to Orlando, this was a time when I was visiting. I had a drunk person pull off my wig. Yeah. Wow.
1: That's so disrespectful. Especially since you're a performer, that's like, you don't do that.
0: Yeah, it's like one of the times where I was, like, sitting around to, like, wait for my next song to do, and it's like, Somebody's like, I want to see what you're like without it, and just like... And I'm thinking, I'm like... And then I was sitting in, like, the window reflection, like, trying to, like, make sure everything was parted right, and Mm
1: -hmm.
0: doing shit like that, and it's like, you're... To that person, I felt like, I'm like, you're lucky you caught me on a good night. On a bad (laughs) night, I might have taken my shoe and beat you upside the head. (laughs) And since the... Bartender knew who I was, I probably would have gotten away with it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways I'm just checking. I think God. Wow. Usually I'm, like, that bad person who, like, misses one thing, but I actually think I got everything, yeah. So, with that being said, um, is there anything that you want to promote before I do the outro Um, that, like, I didn't promote, like, in... Oh, wait, okay, I just thought of a question before we do the outro, so... I'm asking you this because you're a YouTuber. And I know a lot of YouTubers have done this. Would you ever consider, like, doing music or anything um, like that?
1: I would do, like, a
0: song, but not for,
1: like, a musical career, just for, like, fun. I would do, like, you know, like a I Spice type of vibe, like something for just fun to, like... But not, like, take it serious, you know? That's not my passion.
0: Oh, okay. But like if
1: the opportunity came to me, yeah, I would probably do a little song, like a little...
0: See, like that—that that is very, like, good to hear. I love when people like, who was it? Like, Ricky Dillon got on YouTube and all of a sudden, like, put out an album. It's like, what the fuck makes you like a singer? Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I can't sing for shit.
0: That's—it's like when Drag Race people like get it. Granted, I like the music, but like a lot of them like put out albums. It's like. It's like, come on, like I know this was supposed to be club music, but I'm like you're not going to seriously, like, go out and try and perform <laughs> any of this live, are you? Because you know you can't, <laughs> like
1: That's funny, but yeah, it's true yeah.
0: So, that was my question Anyway, so with that being said this is Gale Out the City I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond I have been here with God, I'm gonna fuck up your last name, Chris. <laughs> Heu- I'm used. Heu- to it. it's it's Weesar.
1: It's kind of pronounced. It's like Weesar. W- yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, Weesar. Okay, Chris Weesar, and I hope you've enjoyed.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome, and and stream.